Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen to some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Welcome to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident master, as always, Ian Cusick. Joined by my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How you doing today, Bryce? Um, you know, doing all right. We're doing all right. I think yeah. I think we're doing all right. All right, that's that's good. Uh, you know, you last night was the uh, NBA draft, and your New York Knicks they uh, they didn't fuck it up. No, they did not, which is good. Yes, usually it's good when teams don't fuck up, especially when it's a team one of us supports. Um, but before we get into that, um, something happened literally a couple hours after we posted last episode, and um, it, 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 it happened. Mm. Oh, the AD trade. Yes, happened. Anthony Davis is, uh, mm-hmm. is now a Los Angeles Laker. Um, yes, yes he is. Yeah, so that happened. Um. Well, the trade was the Lakers gave you. You already know the trade. It was Lonzo Ingram, Hart, and four firsts, including number four this year, for just Anthony Davis. A lot of people, um, they they say the Pels won this trade. And you can make that argument, but I also think you got to consider that it might be a little early to say that, considering uh, we don't know how Lonzo's going to do. We don't know how Ingram's going to do. We don't know. I mean, Josh Hart's not that great. He's a role player anyway. Um, and obviously, we don't know what those four picks will. They were four picks. The, no, we've, uh, seen, we've seen how one of the picks went. Yeah, but that was they traded it. So it they did, good. yeah. So um, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I don't know who who would you say um, has really won. Have I don't know the Pel- really I think this so far. You can't. I I'd say it's even. But you can't really say someone won because, I mean, we saw a great example of this um, to a lesser extent with less like stars was the Celtics Nets trade where everyone was like, oh, the Celtics, oh, they robbed, they robbed the Nets, oh, they ruined the Nets. The Nets are just fine. Celtics didn't do anything with those picks. So, I mean, you can't really say someone won. I think saying they didn't do anything with those picks is a little bit much. I mean, they got solid. Did they really? They got solid players in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I think that's... But is that going to win a ring? No. We don't know yet. No, we do know. You just don't want to say it. Are they going to be the number one options for a ring? No. But... No. So, so then, then what's the point? I mean, realistically... Those like, were top three picks. They were top three picks, well, yeah. J- Jalen Brown wasn't, but Tatum was. Um, Yeah, but the Nets are just fine. They're not ruined anymore. They're doing yeah, okay. They did. The Nets did a good job bouncing back. I mean, so you can't really say. I don't know if there's going to be a winner right now, but in a few years we'll see what happens. 
I'd, I'd say for now we can call it even because I mean you do get AD who's a top five player. He's he's incredible. He is. He's not the guy. Okay, the Lakers outside of LeBron and AD um, questionable are ass. I mean, there's no there's no other way to put it. Their starting lineup, their starting point guard as of right now. Free agency hasn't started yet or happened yet. I understand that. But as, as it stands right now, they're rolling out Isaac Bonga at the one. He's probably my favorite player. At the two, God, I don't even know. Like, I, not, I don't think Carlo Pope, Carlo Pope not there anymore, is he? He might uh, be. I don't know. You have to look that up. Carlo Pope, is he with the Lakers still? Um... Yes, he is still with the Lakers. So he'll probably start for now if they keep him. Braun at the three, AD at the four, and I don't even know what the five. I like Mo, that that dude from Michigan, maybe. I don't know, man. It's just a mess. The Lakers, they're the title favorite odds, too. They better be doing something in free agency. Cause... Yeah, they, they better have something going on with uh, free agency because... Yeah, that's not good. You're not you're not winning a title with LeBron and just LeBron and AD, especially no. with those guys as like the other three starters. It's just yeah, G Leaguers starting. <laughs> so we're gonna so the section into the next thing because I think the AD trade yeah, is the AD all... trade kind of led directly into the draft and uh, being that yeah. is the uh, the twenty first. Uh, last night was yeah. the draft. Um, we we were we were uh, pretty much talking during the entire draft, all five hours of it, pretty much. Yeah, we stopped when Bull Bull got picked. Well, actually, I stayed up until uh, pick fifty one just to see the Celtics guy. I mean, I was up, but they guy just like went to bed. <laughs> but but um yeah, so the first three picks went as you know. You would expected expect to. Do. So Zion, John Morant, R.J. Barrett all went that way. Bryce, you were very happy with the Knicks getting R.J. Barrett. Yeah, well, you know, I have PTSD. Yeah, for my uh, other particular Duke athlete that drafted. I remember you made, a, you made a dumbass joke, like, oh, the Duke athlete the Knicks wanted. I did, yeah. And then, you know, everyone, you everyone, everyone seemed to like that except for you. Because R.J. Barrett went to Duke, you moron. Oh, this was before they. This is when everyone was thinking that they were going to get Zion. Everyone thought that until the lottery. I know, dude. Yeah, but we all knew when they got three what that was going to entail. Yes. And you know, R.J. Barrett went to Duke. I know. Yes. So you just clearly can't craft a joke. You know, everyone else liked it. I. <laughs> yeah, well, dry humor follows dry humor. All right then. Well. I'm going to just let that one slide for right now. Um, You're going to let it slide the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I got to challenge me on that one. I'm just, I'm just resisting some urges right now, but, you know, we're just going to ignore that remark for right now. Um, good for you guys not fucking up another pick. I'll just say that. Oh, we didn't... F- there wasn't many other picks to fuck up. Yeah, well... A lot of other guys you could have taken at three, so I'm glad you guys got the right guy. Yeah, technically there was 
57 plus other players, we yeah. could have taken at three. Yeah. What if we just took Bull Bull at three? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'd be. T- I think I may be dead. Yeah, this I episode might have happened if. Uh... No, I no like nothing ever would have happened for me again because I'd just be dead. Yeah. Well, yeah. But so pick four was um was the Lakers pick. Which is technically the Pelicans pick, which is technically the Hawks pick. Yes. And so the Hawks, Hawks selected DeAndre Hunter out of uh, Virginia. Which and... I don't hate for them. That's a good pick. Um, he's going to fit well. The Hawks probably have the best draft. The Hawks are definitely going to be a very, very good team to watch next year. It's, you know, they've been kind of a mess the past few years. Just haven't really had it. But they used to put it perfectly. They had a really good draft. They had probably the best one. I think they had the best draft. They were just unbelievable. I mean, they they didn't. I don't think they missed on a single pick. They were just they got every pick right, and that's hard to do. Well, I don't remember so, who they got in the second round, but their first, their two first well, rounders. They definitely I don't consider second rounders like misses because it's like it's just throwing things at a dartboard at that point. I but mean, their well, first two, rounders, two first rounders, they definitely got them, and we'll we'll get to a pick ten in a little bit. Uh, so the fifth pick caught me off guard, and I was really confused. Um, and the Cavs picked Darius Garland, who is good. I think he's going to be a good player, but they already have Colin Sexton, so it was like it was really weird that they did that. I thought they were going to go Culver. I thought they should have went Culver. Um. Yeah, I, it was it was weird, it was weird, but the Suns. Um, yes, the Suns dealt the uh, the sixth pick to the Minnesota Timberwolves for eleven and Dario Sarge. Correct. So and, the Suns. Okay. Okay. You, no, you you say what you have to say about this. I was just going to announce the pick. <laughs> well, the pick was Timberwolves drafted Culver at six, which is a good pick. Um, but the Suns, we're gonna get. I'm just the the Suns drafted Cam Johnson at eleven. Like we'll just we got it. Like you already know this. Listening, you already are aware. The Suns they, made some questionable drafting decisions. The in this Suns draft. just tanked, right? They just tanked the whole NBA season, and their return was Dario Saric and Cameron Johnson. That's what they got back. Not John Morant. Not RJ, not even Garland. Hunter knows obviously not Zion. Cam Johnson was what they got back. Someone needs to send the Suns to another country. This is ridiculous. They're terrible. And you know what the worst part is? They're not even last in attendance. That's true. They are not the. They're who? Who is the smallest? The Nets. Wow, that's that is interesting because the Nets, the Nets have are promise. a playoff team. <laughs> they they're like a promising team, like they're um, on the upswing. I can't team. even. I just I'm I'm honestly in disbelief <laughs> that the Suns did this. They saved a bunch of teams from having a from being roasted because they just had a, probably the worst draft night I've ever seen. I mean that was terrible. They traded away Culver, who was. Much better than Cam Johnson. I mean, maybe they did it knowing the Cavs are going to take Garland, but I don't think a lot of people knew that. 
I don't know. I, I'm trying to justify it. I don't think it's a justifiable act. This is just stupid. Look, like, later on, we're going to talk about a team that might be run worse than the Suns, but the Suns got to be the worst run team in the NBA, right? Yes. Not even a question. They're I mean, absolutely the worst. Because you want, they, you want to know something worse? Cameron Johnson is older than Devin Booker. Oh, my God. You know, that's the thing, though. A lot of guys that got drafted tonight were older than Devin Booker. Yes, but they could have taken – well, who – all right, we'll get to who they could have taken. Pick seven was Kobe White by the Bulls. Um, I mean, eh, it's okay. That's an okay pick. I get it. They want to move on from Chris Dunn. PC legend. Um, that's It's whatever. I mean, that's an okay pick. Pick eight was Jackson Hayes by the uh, – by the Pelicans, I really like that pick as well. Solid pick the Pelicans, you know they they need yeah, a center. They needed a center. Yeah, because they they, they kind of traded away their franchise center, and uh, this was actually the pick that they wound up getting from the AD deal by dealing that pick to Atlanta. So yeah, so they got their guy at center. The Wizards, okay, this one was fun. This was the, this is the great. This is great the, the Wizards drafted Roy Hachimura, which I mean, eh. That's not really the best pick, but that's whatever. It's a bit of a reach, but... It's a reach, but it's whatever. The story behind the but, pick, though, is... Mm, it, yeah, I, I saw this. I saw this and read it to Ian. We both were dying laughing about it when we were in the call. And the story was that Roy Hachimara didn't speak to any Wizards executives. He didn't speak to anyone from the Wizards at all, and he was just as surprised to get picked by them as he as anyone else. So he had no idea that the Wizards were even interested, which I just think is funny. Yeah, um, I remember also afterwards there was like a Wizards executive that kind of justified it by saying that um, Hachimura, being a, a Japanese-born player, uh, he'd fit great as an international player in Washington D.C. And that was like their big. That big was team. the reason. I, I yeah. Did I not explain what? that to you? Oh no, we did. I, you did read that. I did. Yeah. That's just. That's. I mean, he. That's talent, just like going going player, sure, but like now. it's like that's. That that's terrible. Is that really why? Is that's that? Just, re- that's bad. That's really bad. I don't think Roy is that bad of a player, but I mean, it's it's a reach. It was a reach. Um, so pick ten. We kind of alluded to this earlier, but the uh, the Hawks landed Cam Reddish, so the last out of Duke. That was a brilliant pick. That was a really good pick. I think Cam's going to fit in great in Atlanta. Cam, they got they're they're they got Trey Young, Cam Reddish, and Hunter. That is a good team. And John Collins and Herder. I don't know how to say his name. The shooting guard they have. He yeah, was I'm, a I'm not really sure. Teamer. But yeah, that was a really good. I'm telling the Hawks. The Hawks are gonna be. The Hawks will probably be a playoff team this year, man. I at le- I at say, the yeah. least, yeah. I think at the least they're a playoff team this year. I would certainly hope so because like, there's a lot of talent on that team, and that's not something you want to be wasting right now. Um. So, pick 11. We've already talked about Cameron Johnson. Just. Terrible. Yeah. Just, just... dreadful. So, pick 12. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets took P.J. Washington. I considered this to be a reach. 
Um, I don't think PJ's a good player, but at twelve, you could have went with a lot of other players. Um, I don't know. I don't really like it. It's not the it's it's not the pick Charlotte needed to make, and I think that's sad because they just they need something over there. I mean, they really need they need something, and they didn't get it from the draft. I mean, it, it wasn't the worst pick they could have made here, but was it really the best option? No, it wasn't. Well, you know, PJ Washington might have been a pretty average pick, but um, at pick thirteen, the Miami Heat, they uh, you know, you you had some very strong opinions about this pick, Bryce. So, I'll so the, the thirteen, uh, the Heat drafted Tyler Harrow. I absolutely despise this pick. I think it's terrible. At 13, you're going to draft Tyler Harrow. Not only at 13 was Romeo Langford on the board, who's better than Tyler Harrow. They had Kevin Porter Jr. on the board. And now I understand he didn't go to later, but Kevin Porter Jr. is much better than Langford and Harrow. And I think think he's going to prove that for sure. You know, it's kind of funny when we were talking last night. You said that uh, the Heat they got their second round pick, uh, Casey or, and Okpala. I'll talk. We'll talk about that. Yeah, I like their second round pick more than I like that pick. So the Celtics, the next pick you want to talk about? Yeah. So they took Romeo Langford out of Indiana, which I mean, I just don't understand that pick. I'm gonna be honest with you. You're in. You're gonna be in for a rough one. <laughs> Um, I know his season last season wasn't great because it's, of a thumb injury. I know um, it was because of just the thumb injury. I'm gonna be honest. Romeo Langford is not that bad. It's not the fact that you took Romeo Langford. It's just that we had so much um, more needs. Like it's not even that. It's guard. really not even that either. That's not what I was gonna say. It's not that you took Langford. It's that you not only passed on KPJ, you also passed on Brandon Clark. I think Brandon Clark would have been very good. I, mean, I think that would have been... on KPJH like several times because we had three first rounders. We only ended up making two picks, but we made a lot of trades. You passed on Clark. We did pass on Clark, I mean, right? Like at pick twenty, we traded that pick. Well, to you, you, yeah, you traded that pick to Philly, and you got Fibel, or they got Fibel. But I don't know, man. I I don't really like this pick. See, the Celtics, Celtics fans might... There's probably Celtics fans that, you know, that drink the Kool-Aid ones. Like, Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. That was probably the angriest I've ever seen Celtics fans get at Danny Ainge I've recently. Seen, I've seen a lot of people that like that pick. I don't necessarily... It's not the worst pick he could have made, but there was better. It's about a 50-50 split right now as to, like, who's happy with that um, pick and who's not happy. I'm personally not happy, but I'm cautiously optimistic about it. He's not going to be. It's not that he's going to be bad. It's just I think there's going to be players better than him. Um, and the Celtics fans, they're all like, "Oh, but we made a max slot." I want to talk about that for a second because they made a bunch of trades and made a max slot. Now that sounds good, right? You know, That's you got a max. Who we give said max slot? See, here's the problem. Here's what I think is going to happen because when you have a max slot, there's there's pressure to use it. Even if it's on a player, 
that doesn't necessarily deserve it. Like a like Delo or Vucevic. Now you can argue Delo deserves a max, and maybe you could convince me he does. But if y'all give a max to Vucevic, you may as well find a new team. <laughs> like that would be the worst, thing. and I think that might happen. I mean, I'd rather have Al back. Like if I was you, I'd much rather have Al back than Vucevic. Vucevic has, is a one dimensional player. He's not that great on defense. He can't really do anything on offense other than go back to the basket. He's not, and there's Celtics fans that want him. You don't want him, I promise. Just watch him play. He's not good. He ain't that good. You see, I don't even know who I'd want to use that max slot on. I wouldn't even use it because you're not in the running for Kawhi. You're not in the running for Kevin Durant. You're not in the running for you know, Kyrie anymore. He's gone. You may as well just, you may as well eat it. I honestly, I know Celtics honestly, fans. I probably agree with you. There's going to be Celtics fans like, oh, well, we need to keep the contender status. I'd rather pull back on the contender status and not make a desperate, dumb deal. You know? I know the only, the, I'd, I'd be okay with them using it on d I wouldn't, and I wouldn't exact Vucevic. Please no, just no. Please don't do it, Daniel. Just he might. He no. might do it. It's it's. And that's what I'm worried about for the Celtics is Ainge might make a desperate deal, and if he does, you're going to be in trouble for much longer than originally thought. Honestly, I think this season. I think you said it perfectly. Eat the spot right now. Just let the cap situation resolve itself, and then, it, 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 not quite a rebuild per se, but like, well, it's just because it's hard to do that because like, it, it comes with the name. You know, you're the Celtics. You're supposed to have that prestige. Yeah, I just I don't know what's really called that because rebuilding implies that you're tanking, and this team. It, it's kind of in limbo right now. It's not exactly a contender, but it's not like one that's really going to be tanking. It's not. It's a mid. It's just a mid mediocrity team. I mean, it's not really anything right now. Um, I just there's no one that the Celtics are in the running for that deserves that max slot. So I would just bite it if I were Danny Ainge. If it's not D'Lo, I don't want it really. D'Lo, you could. I wouldn't. I could, I, I I'd like D'Lo. If I was gonna use it on anybody. I would use it on D'Lo. But then again, there's nothing that suggests that D'Lo... I know that like if if they don't want... If the Nets don't want Kyrie if they can't get KD too, then they're not going to yeah. let D, They're, they're going to try to keep... They're going to match any offer, so... So if that, if that happens, then... I don't know. I would just bite it, go through the year as a mid-team, and then see what you could do next year. That That's would be probably my... the move. That's probably what I would do. I mean, because you want to build for the future. That's why you didn't trade for AD. You wanted to build for the future. So, future in mind, you gotta just you gotta bite that cap space. Just let it sit. Um, don't waste it on a Vucevic or a Tobias Harris or anyone like that. And just just let it play out. That's what I. That's that's the smart move. I think. Just be passive. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think we've talked enough about this pick. You want to talk about, uh, you want to just move on? 
We got a yeah, I'm pick fifteen. Yeah, pick fifteen. The they took a the Pistons took Demboya. I don't mind that. It's kind of weird because they have Drummond and Blake already, and he Demboya is a four through and through. So I guess they don't really like care about spacing. Um, but that's whatever. I mean, he's a good player, and I have a feeling that maybe Drummond is gone or Blake is gone, one of the two, because I don't think that's not going to work. They can't roll out Demboya, Blake, and Drummond in the starting lineup. That's That wouldn't work. You can't do that. So I think one of them is going to be leaving. Who do you think is going out of the two of them? I don't know. I have to see. It could be either of them. All right. Pick 16, the Orlando Magic selected Chuma Pepe out of Auburn. Um, um, honestly, a little high. But I feel like we wouldn't be saying that if he didn't get hurt. Um, he's good, and I think he'll be all right. But a bit, I think it's a tad bit of a reach. Uh, you know, you're probably right. I mean, I don't, again, this this is a pick that I don't hate, but was it really the best option right now? I mean, Brandon Clark was still on the board here, so I don't know. If yeah. You had, you had Clark there. You could have gotten Goga, who went a couple picks later. Um, not bad, but could have been better. All right, pick 17. This was also the Pelicans. They took Nikhil Alexander-Walker out of Virginia Tech. Um, Not a bad pick, honestly. The Pelicans, they had a solid draft. I mean, it's hard to Pelicans say had a good draft if they got Zion, but... They got Zion, they got Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who's just, he's going to be a good scorer. Uh, he'd probably be a death piece from now, though, because they got guards, but he uh, he's good. He's talented. Pick 18, the Pacers, like you said just then, uh, they selected Goga. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name because... I think I'm it's Bidides. Bidides? Might be like, I'm not sure. Z's make last names complicated. Um, This is a weird pick because Miles Turner is good. Like, really good. I'm surprised that they would take a center... Unless they want to get rid of Miles Turner, but I don't know why you would do that. He's pretty good. I don't know. This one was weird to me. I didn't really like it. I mean, maybe, like you said, they're trying to deal Miles Turner. But, like, I'm just not... I don't, I don't see it. I don't know. Maybe they're dealing this pick at some point. I don't know. Maybe they'll deal Goga. Maybe, maybe. And poor kid got you see that meme or so not really a meme but it was a picture every all the reporters were talking to zion and gogo was just sitting there with nobody just looking I at him i did not see that <laughs> that's <was> funny <laughs> um pick 19 the spurs selected luka samanic power forward from croatia this is was this the uh no that's the second international player from this draft um who's the first uh, who was it? It was, um, Demboya. He's from Guinea. Oh, yeah, Demboya. Um, I, I forgot. I apologize. But, I don't know. Pop, 
I'm going to say, I don't know about this pick, but Pop can turn him into something. So you never really know with with these the foreign guys that Pop gets. Seems to really do well with the foreign guys. Um, Pop, he's he's Pop, you know, he's... I mean, he, he, he made Ginobili and Barker, so I don't know. Yeah, I think I think this this is gonna be a nice fit. Just because we'll Bob. see. I, I I could totally see it being a good ass pick, but we're gonna have to find out. Yep. Uh, pick twenty. This was originally the Celtics pick. They traded it to Philadelphia for pick twenty four, pick thirty three. So, oh no, they they got that later. Um, they traded they for twenty four and like some other pick, I think. But um. The Sixers selected Matisse Thibel out of Washington, and, uh, hmm, I mean, it, it's, Brandon, it's Brandon Clark went the pick after. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Clark should have went earlier. He really should have. Um, but, I don't know, Thibel is a probably going to be a great defender. So I, I think that might work out for them. I think they'll come to like him in Philly. Yep. Uh, pick 21. The uh, Memphis Grizzlies, like we just said, they traded up from the Thunders pick to uh, get Brandon Clark out of Gonzaga. And... Uh, I'm just kind of I'm kind of amazed he fell to 21. That's he shouldn't have. He should have went at 12 to the Hornets. But I digress, man. I don't I, I don't know why he fell that far, but he's going to be good. Thunder, I don't know. No. Uh pick 22, the Celtics with their second actual pick. Selected Grant Williams out of Tennessee, and I, I guess Ainge thought we weren't good enough at forward yet. Um, I don't know. Grant is decent. He's he's a good player. I don't know what you're going to be doing with him because he's not a center. No, at all. he is not a center. You didn't draft a center, so we drafted two point guards, a small forward, and a power forward. So. I don't know what you're going to be doing with any of those positions, but, I mean, decent, decent here. Uh, pick 23, the Thunder selected Darius Basley. Um, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I mean, what, what do you think? I, I want to, I want to talk about this one. All right. Um, because I don't think a lot, I don't think a lot of people realize, um, this and I'm gonna I'm gonna wake people up to it. Just another shot at Bayheim. So Basley, Darius Basley, he was originally gonna go to Syracuse. Uh, he declined that. He took the year off. Worked out. He got picked at 23. Um, and I'm uh, there were no Cuse players selected in this draft. <laughs> Um, and everyone slandered Basley for that. Everyone got on Basley for making that decision. Basley made it to the NBA. None of the Cuse players did. 
So I think that says a lot about the Q's program. Um, I think that says a lot about Bayheim. I think that says a lot about what Q's is right now. Uh, and it's a joke. Um, I really, it, I honestly, this is good for Basley. He made the right decision at the end of the day. Um, I don't know how good he's going to be in the NBA. He'll probably be decent. He's going to go play for the Thunder. I don't know if he'll start or not. I don't know what he's going to do, but we'll see. But I just wanted to bring that up because Cuse, that was a big L for Cuse last night. Huge. I don't think people realized it. No, no, Ty's battle. Ty's battle didn't get drafted. Reset didn't get drafted, but we knew he wasn't. He's not that good. Um, I thought Battle was going to go in the second for sure, but he didn't. I don't think he even got signed. It's just it's, it's Q's basketball, man. They get they just got absolutely shit on. Just the truth. That's tough. Uh, pick twenty four got dealt from the Sixers to the Celtics and then to the Suns. And um, Suns gonna sun sun I guess because uh. Ty Jerome. Yeah, he took Ty Jerome. I thought the Celtics were going to take Ty Jerome. Honestly, um, for being honest, I thought I, I thought they were too. So. Um, yeah, this was a really bad pick. Ty Jerome, I don't think is going to be that great in the NBA, but especially now because he's with the Suns. Yeah, that's that career is over before it started. Yeah, it's yeah. If he's if he got. If he stayed in Philly, I mean, could have came off the bench, but now he's just gonna play meaningless minutes in a in just nothing. Uh, pick twenty five, the Portland Trailblazers selected Nasir Little. This is a big W. Yeah, that this is a massive another guy that sh- probably shouldn't have dropped all the way that he did. No, he shouldn't have. He should have been picked way earlier. This is a great pick for the Blazers. I really like this pick. This is they're gonna love Nazir Little. I promise. The, the Portland's gonna love him. Pick twenty six. This tra- this pick got moved around a little bit, but um, it wound up being the Cavaliers' pick, and they took Dylan Wins- Windler out of Belmont. And uh, this was another guy that you were you had a lot to say about last night, didn't you? No, I, I think it's a little bit of a reach. He was going to be a early second guy, um, but the Cavs decided they liked him. It's not a bad pick. I don't hate that pick, but I don't know. I think there was better available. All right. Uh, pick 27. The This one also got moved around a little bit, but uh, it turned out to be the uh, Clippers pick. And they took Mfondu from Florida State. That was a good pick. It was a really good pick. That's a good pick. Um, they needed a center. You know, Boban gone. Yeah, obviously. You know, can't can't just can't just you know go without Boban. So they needed a new center. And I think um, Mfondu is going to be pretty solid with the Clippers. That Clippers team is looking kind of nice, man. Not gonna lie, they're making good moves. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely have gotten better this season, this off season. So well, so far. 
we'll have to see about free agency, but uh, the Warrior. This this was a head scratcher, bit of a head scratcher. Um, at pick twenty eight, they took Jordan Poole out of Michigan. This might be one of the biggest reaches I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, I remember um, he was like the number fifty three best available going into this draft by ESPN. So by ESPN. They said. So. Um, and they took him at twenty eight. So, in a in a sixty per in a sixty pick draft, that's, yeah, that's a reach. That's a bad reach. And then the Spurs, the next pick, uh, pick twenty nine, they took Keldon Johnson, who I that's a good pick. Keldon Johnson is a good pick, especially at twenty nine. Another guy that shouldn't have slipped as far as he did, because um. Wasn't he originally? Everyone thought he the Cavs took him at twenty six. No, that was. Uh, oh yeah, that was him. Yeah, yeah. They thought, everyone thought they took Kelton Johnson, but they ended up taking Windler instead. He's, like Woj and Shams, they were tweeting out, "Yeah, pick twenty six. The Cavs are focused on mm. Kelton Johnson, and then uh, it turned out to be Windler, and that was that was kind of funny, but." Uh... Kelton Johnson, great pick. Probably shouldn't have fell it to twenty nine, but uh, I've been saying that all about a lot of guys, and I know that's how drafts work. But uh, just the truth, just the truth. So the Bucks, the Bucks um, traded this pick, pick thirty. It was the, well, it was the Pistons actually. He did this. Yeah, this pick got moved around a lot. Uh, so the Cavs they traded back into the first round at thirty, and they took Kevin Porter Jr., which. That is one of the best steals. I mean, that's a steal. I mean, their roster is awkward as hell now, but that's still a good pick. I mean, they they have a very awkward roster over there. They got a trade love. I'm surprised you didn't get moved on draft night, but I, I digress. This this is a good pick for them, and they're gonna like him. All right, so that's that's all for the first round of the draft. Um... I don't think uh, we're going to talk I'm, all about the second round, but there are a couple of guys in the second round you wanted to talk I'm about. Gonna out, I'm going to pick out a couple. So 32, uh, the Heat drafted KZ Okpala. Uh, that's a great pick. Um, the Heat, honestly, I honestly think KZ is a better player than Harrow is. And, of course, this was the... Uh, this was originally a Suns pick, so, of course, they... Missed on KZ again, um, but yeah, this is a big KZ is is going to be good in the NBA. Um, another pick I wanted to look at was thirty eight uh, Daniel Gafford by the Bulls. That was a good pick as well. I think he's going to fit in at the center spot for them nicely. Uh, I wanted to talk about forty four pick forty four. Um, this is where Bull Bull got drafted. Bull Bull, who was probably if you did a mock draft in October, Bull Bull was probably going five. Probably before definitely before um Jackson Hayes. So the fact he slipped to forty four and then got traded for a second rounder from the Heat to the Nuggets. Um says a lot. I don't, I don't know what the problem was, but 
it was just it was <laughs> that was something else. Yeah, I guess that's what happens when you have like no cartilage in your knees, just because. I all the way to forty four, and then you got dunked for a second rounder. Definitely, that was definitely one of the more interesting uh, storylines of last night. How he just what was once a top five pick slips to almost halfway into the second round. So yeah, that's that was... that's interesting, but um. Is there anyone else you want to talk about? or? No, I think I got everybody interesting in the second round. Alright, well, as a Celtics fan, I'm kind of excited to see what Carson Edwards can do. I know he's not the most efficient shooter in the world, but um, I, I'm if we're being honest, I'm hoping we can get that uh, Purdue versus Virginia Carson Edwards where he dropped like 42 points or something like that. that was, I know his efficiency was wasn't... Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it wasn't. That's I'm just... Super optimistic about that pick because he's not—he's not going to be anything great. He could probably be a solid backup, but I wouldn't be reliant on him to play thirty plus minutes a game. I'm—I'm going to be optimistic about him right now because he's got to be better than Terry Rozier. Not necessarily. He doesn't necessarily have to be. I mean, could be worse. Carson Edwards will probably end up being better than Rozier. Um, I mean, as a Celtic, anyway. Because Rozier's... I mean, y'all loved him for, like, five minutes. Because he he showed up for about five minutes in the, yeah, the playoffs. He played, he, he played good for five minutes. But, I don't know. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, yeah, that's just about all I want to talk about. If there's no one else you want to talk about, we can actually uh, move on. Yeah, we can move on. What was the right, what so, on to? It's June, you know. Um, in July is uh, MLB All-Star Game. And uh, voting actually ends in like 20 minutes for the All-Star Game. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's literally 3.40 in the afternoon right now on Friday, so... Um, I thought it'd be a cool idea if we could just kind of like, you know, fill out a ballot before voting ended and just kind of like talk about who, uh, who, who we'd have going on to the all-star game because I, um, we haven't really talked baseball in a while, even though this has been kind of a boring season. Oh, word. Well, not boring necessarily, but, uh, aside not, from like, not fun for you. They're ba- the Red Sox are bouncing back. Are they? Just took two out of three, f- three from the Twins, who have been surprisingly good. Yeah, we did too. Fair enough. And we, and we beat the Astros yesterday, but that's besides the point. I believe that's the first time you guys have beaten the Astros this season, but uh. Yeah, but this is only our second series against them. We haven't seen them in a long time. I think it's been like three months since we played them. We got swept that time, but actually. That started our streak, which is why we're in first now, so I'll take it. Alright, well. Uh, so do you have the ballot pulled up, or do you want me to just... Yeah, I have I have ballot pulled up. Alright, cool. So, uh, let's start with the American League first baseman. Um, there's a couple of solid options here. You got uh, Jose Abreu's doing, have it, doing pretty good. A little low on the batting average, but 17 home runs, 54 RBIs, and 814 OPS. 
Uh, CJ Crone, another really solid option. Big part of why the Twins are doing really good right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Who else? Carlos, Chris, San, Carlos Santana batting two ninety two. Chris Davis got votes. Are we looking Chris, at first baseman right now? Yeah, we are. Um, honestly, I know this is going to sound really bad. Voigt's been good, man. Voigt's, Voigt's had a pretty good season. I don't know if he's been the best first baseman. I don't know in terms... Well, he has, I think, the most home runs, or tied, uh, with um, Abreu. Uh, he has less RBIs than Abreu, but his OPS is higher. Um, Santana could probably get my vote, too. Yeah, Santana's got my vote. I think I'd give my vote to Santana in the AL. I mean, he's batting two ninety two, fifteen home runs. 44 RBIs is a bit low, but like a 940 yeah, RPS. It is low, but it's in the pact with everyone else. So it's like, it's not too bad. I mean, he's got the highest OPS among first basemen by a pretty solid well, margin, not, at least in the AL. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll give my vote to Jose, or Carlos Santana, not Jose Abreu. So second baseman AL, we going. I was gonna, I was just gonna flip flop between AL and NL. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, NL, I'm giving my vote to Josh Bell. He's been on fire. He he's been just he's been unbelievable. He's in the three fifteen, twenty home runs, sixty six ribbies, of one point oh three two OBS OPS. Yeah, there's there's really like there's really two big options right here, and then a smaller third option. It's between Josh Bell and Freddie Freeman, with Pete yeah. Alonso just kind of yeah. kicking yeah. in there. But like, nah, I, I would take Josh Bell. I mean, he has less homers than them, but more RBIs, better average, he, he's, better. He's yeah, a one point oh three two OPS. That's just that's a lo- that's that's good. That is really good. So I'll agree with you, Josh Bell, my pick for first base. So second base AL. Second base. There's um, really one. There's one main option, and then another option that I could see you taking. I'm taking my man DJ Mayhew. I knew man. it. I fucking knew it. I have to. He's been unreal. Three fourteen. Give him credit. He has been playing very well. He's hitting three fourteen. Forty eight RBIs, which is the most. He is the highest average and most RBIs among second basemen. His OPS is lower than a few others, but honestly, man, he he got to be an all star. He's been unreal. Yeah, he'll probably be a reserve. But here's who I'm taking. I'm taking Tommy Lasella from the Los Angeles Angels. Tommy Lasella, he's been yes, he I has think been. He's good. been the best all around second baseman this season in the AL. Um, I know your guy DJ LeMahieu. He's been playing. He's been unreal at the plate, especially like you know. He's he's on the older side. He has definitely was not considered to be someone that would be making a huge impact going into this season. He's definitely been exceeding expectations thus far. So I'll give him all the credit in the world for that. But I mean, the Stella, you know, he's he's probably been the second best player on the Angels this season. Yeah, but what does that even mean? Really? I mean, when you think about the Angels, usually it's Mike Trout and company. And Mike Trout of course has been Far and away the best player on the Angels, having a, another great season. Tommy Lastella, he's not bad. He's having having a really good season. I know he has, but I guess in terms of stats, he's really only got Lemayhew in home runs and OPS. 
His OPS is a bit higher, yes, about 39.39. But I don't know. The way LeMay's been hitting, no one saw that shit coming. I, I just LeMahieu's going to be an all-star. I just think that Lestel is going to be the starter. Yeah, I, mean, I can see that. LeMahieu's got to be on the team. I mean, he's just been too good. Right. All right. NL second baseman. Um, uh, obviously, Ian Kinsler. Yes, um, Red Sox legend Ian Kinsler. Um, um, I'd probably go... Mm, i go Kettle Marte. I mean, yeah, Kettle... There, I could see two options, really. It's either him or Mike Moustakis. Um, Moustakis has been good, but Marte... is a little bit low, but Marte's got the average, the homers, the RBIs. OPS a little bit higher. I agree with you. Kettle Marte, my pick Marte. for the NL second baseman. Uh, uh, so third base, the, this one, um, there's a little bit of discussion to be had, but I think um, there's one that really sticks out here. I'm going to go Hunter Dozier. I'm going Hunter Dozier as well. Hunter Dozier, he's been... I know he's on the Royals, but... I mean, <laughs> nine eight seven OPS... He obviously he doesn't have the home runs Bregman has. He doesn't have the RBIs Bregman has, but he isn't three fourteen. I mean, he's a better hitter in terms of contact I mean, he's got getting a much higher average than Bregman right now. So I would give it to Dozier. I think Dozier deserves it. All right, you, um, I agree. Yeah, I have Dozier at third base. Right. Um, NL third baseman again. This one, this one's pretty cut and dry. It's Nolan Arenado. Yeah, I'd give it to Arenado. I mean, the only thing Rendon really has him on is OPS, and he does have him on that by almost the whole point. But That's true. But Nolan has average on him. He's got more home runs. He's got more RBIs. I mean, it's it's Nolan Arenado. Yeah, and Rendon, Rendon's going to be like a – he'll be a reserve for sure. But, I mean, it's Nolan Arenado. He's the best third baseman in baseball, I think. I mean, yeah, I, I can agree with that. He's just, yeah, he's... Arenado plays out of his mind every season. So shortstop. Shortstop, this one irritates me. This one irritates me a lot because... I got right Jorge. Now, you got who? Yeah, Jorge Polanco, I think. Jorge Polanco, I mean... yeah. All right, um, Jorge Polanco has been the best shortstop in baseball. Statistically, Xander Bogart should be the number two pick right now. Mm. He's number six right now. Well, no one cares. I know, and that's why it's fear. That's why it's frustrating because I know this is all a popularity contest. So unless you're having a great season like Jorge Polanco's been having, if it were based on best players, it would be Polanco, Bogarts, and then I don't know, Correa maybe, or Lindor. I don't know. Torres has been having a good season. It's not like his best season, but I just gotta give it to. I want Tim Anderson to be on the team, though. I do. Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson. Anderson, I love Tim Anderson just because of how he is on how he is on the field, but not as a player. Just as like, you know, pimping the home runs, everything like that. I want him to be an all star strictly for that. Swag. Does I love Tim Anderson, man, but I I gotta give it to Polanco, for sure. He's a big part of the Twins' success right now. He definitely has. Um, um National League shortstop, 
there's two, really two options here, and I'll let you say who you have, because I kind of, it's kind of a toss-up for me. Um, I'm kind of in a toss-up between Tatis, Story, and Baez. I'm not really sure who I'd take between them. They're all playing quite well. I think I'd give it to Story. I think Trevor Story, he's not hitting as well, and he, he and doesn't have as high as OPS as Tatis, but he's got more home runs. He has more, way more than double his RBIs, so I would give it to Trevor Story. Yeah, I get that. Um, really, my toss-up was really between Baez and Story because Tatis, one of the best rookies in baseball right now. But are we yeah. really going to put him on the same level as Baez or Story right now? No. No, exactly. I, wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah, so you're going with Story. I'm actually going with Baez because even though Story's average is a little bit higher, Baez, he's he's been hitting the ball a lot better. Fielding-wise, I think – I don't know who I'd give the edge to in that. But I think offensively, I do think Baez is the better player. So, right. uh, let's so get the – We got the catcher. catchers now. Um AL, there's not even a discussion. Yeah, and it, it, it hurts to say it, but if you're, not voting Gary, if you're not voting Gary Sanchez for catcher, you're wrong. The Kraken. Shout out my guy Christian Vasquez for having a career season thus far, but uh, it's I'm it's sorry, not just, touching what Gary's it's, it's doing. It's not right touching now. Gary. It's, I, it's this is unbelievable what Gary's doing. He's batting 270, 22 homers, 50 RBIs, a 963 OPS, which I is mean, a good. It's a good 100 points over anyone else right now, except, like, James McCann from the White Sox, but... Hey, he's just unreal. He's woken up, man. He is sick of all that slander. He is sick of all that fat and lazy comments. He's over it. He is over it. He's He is showing who he really is this year. I love this. I love that he actually woke up and started playing how he's supposed to. I like it. This is what we need from Gary. Moving on to the National League, there's I, I guess there's really two that you could go with here. Again, I'm going go with Contreras. Man. Going with Contreras, yeah, I was going with Contreras. Yeah, it's Contreras. He's had the best year, I think. Yes, Monty Grandal's been having a really good season too. Yeah, uh, Contreras. I just think yeah, Contreras. It's Contreras. Just better. All right, so now we got the outfield, and uh, this is where things get a little interesting because. All right, so for starters, we can just put Mike Trout. Because... Yeah, Mike Trout's one of them for sure. He's had a great year. Um, I'm going to go. My second one is going to be Springer. My second one was also Springer, so that's. Now, I don't know. You could make an argument for Joey Gallo. I think, um, I, think I would go Joey Gallo. Trout, Gallo, and Springer would be my three. Thank you for not being one of those Yankees fans that's voting in Judge. You know he's played twenty games. I'm not. Season. He can't. I'm not. I wouldn't. He is going to come back today. Uh, by the time you hear this, he would have played. But yeah, he came back to today on the twenty first. But like, I can't put Judge in. A Judge had a hot start, but he hasn't played in. He hasn't played two, in two months. months. So it's, I can't vote for him on a serious level. Yeah, so there's a lot of guys that I could pick. So obviously I have Springer, I have Trout. So who who gets the number third? Who gets the third spot? I mean, there's Joey Gallo, like you said. 
He's having a pretty mm-hmm. good year. 276, was- 17 home runs, 41 RBIs. Uh, Michael bad. Brantley's been kind of a... He's been a little low on the home runs, but he's batting almost 320, 11 homers, 42 RBIs, and 895 OPS. He's been having a pretty solid year, especially for someone who... Uh, arguably the best pickup this offseason. Uh, Trey Mancini of the Baltimore Orioles, 304 average, 16 home runs, 35 RBIs with a 919 OPS. He's like the one bright spot on the Orioles right now, and he's probably the he's probably the reason why this team has won a game this season, if we're being honest. Because yeah. that team's doing him no favors. So who's your pick? Who is my pick? Um, hmm... Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna go with um I don't want to go Mancini because he has been good. I don't think he's gonna be the best. Um, you know, another one that I kind of didn't go over: Max Kepler batting two seventy three with nineteen home runs, fifty RBIs. Another big part of the Twin success. I think I'm going to give it to him just because I'm not really sure who I want to go with. Because, like, I can't really go with any of the Red Sox guys because they, I mean, they've been kind of slacking lately. So, I think, yeah, I'll give Max Kepler my last vote. All right. So, for the NL, obviously, Bellinger and Yelich. that's, those are easy. Uh, I think I'm going to give my third vote to Charlie Blackman. Who's been he's he's been hitting great three thirty six seventeen home runs forty eight RBIs one point oh one three OPS I gotta give it to him Blackman's been playing out of his mind right now he's uh, batting three thirty six right now I'm pretty sure like I don't oh, how what's Yelich batting right now he's batting three forty eight so yeah just to think that he's batting three thirty eight and he's still like. He or 336 rather. He's still barely top three for batting average among NL outfielders. Bellinger's hitting 358. He's batting 358. Yeah. Did I say Bellinger and not Blackman? Oh, you said you were talking. I'm talking. I'm talking about Blackman. Yeah. He's. Yeah. Honestly, you're. That's probably. Yeah. I mean, it's it's between like him and then I mean Acuna's having a really good season too, but it's just he's batting 30 points below. Blackman right now. I think I'm going to agree with you and put Blackman as my number three. Alright. So, DH. So, DH. There's only an American League DH, which uh, makes sense. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll let you make yours, because I already have mine decided. I think I'm going to go Hunter Pence. Alright, alright. Hunter Pence, he's hitting almost 300. 15 home runs. 48 ribbies, 3, and 9.62 OPS. I think he deserves it. I think he's been the best DH. All right, well, I'm giving mine to my guy, J.D. Martinez. He has been slumping a little bit lately. I mean, he was batting like 3.11 at one point. He's down to 2.91, so he has been in a bit of an annoying slump lately. I do think he's going to kick it because I, he had a slump like this last year where he dipped a little bit, wound up hitting over – wound up hitting 3 – 15 or something like that at the end of the season. So I do think he's going to bounce back. Um, just going to give it to my guy, JD. He's got one, he, the, he has one thing on Pence, and it's home runs by one. Pence has been having a good season, too. Yeah, and again, I don't know how many DHs that they take for the All-Star game. 
I two, maybe. If they take two, it's going to be JD and Pence. I don't know how many they take. Pence deserves it more. He's ha- he's had a better year. I mean, it's just that. I mean, he's been having a he's has been having a really good season. I'm not going to deny that. But I still think that JD, when he's you know not slumping, because he has been in a bit of a slump lately. I think when he when both guys are like you know normal, <sighs> that, I do that's... think that JD's better. Why? If he's in a slump, why does he deserve it over someone who's not? Because he's been in a slump for a little bit, and that's what's affecting his stats. I mean, even if he was in a slump, Pensamos has 60 points on him in OPS. I mean, that's that's a big difference. 50, what, 52? That's a big difference. No disrespect to Pence. I mean... I've I've said it a bunch of times. Great season, JD Martinez. Another really good season. Not I'm really just, that I'm good giving... for him. It's mid for JD to be honest with you, especially after last year, what he did. Last season was uh, that was going to be a tough one to follow up because. I don't know. I think Pence. I, 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 I stand by what I said. All right. So, that was our; those were our all-star ballots, and uh, we're looking at about an hour right now. So, earlier I mentioned that uh, the Phoenix Suns are among the worst-run teams in North American professional sports. A team that's not far behind them is the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, they're just a total mess. Um, but their biggest issue is bringing in fans and generating any sort of revenue, which, you know, baseball teams are a business, so you need to be able to bring in money, and the Rays just can't do that. Um, mm. Their big issue is that Tropicana is kind of a lousy stadium. It's in a very inconvenient location, and the traffic is so bad for a team that's historically not been that good. So no one really cares enough to uh, go see them. So, it's not even, yeah, it's yeah. not even that the Rays are bad. The Rays are a solid team. They're a solid team. They've been a solid team the past couple of seasons, but not good enough to warrant going through a bunch of traffic and, you know, going to a, a stadium that, you know, no one else wants to go to. It, it's just, it's a, it's a total hassle to get there, and uh, people just don't care about the team. Yeah, I mean, you can't really make him care unless you win... You know, it's the World Series, and I don't think they're there yet. They're a good team, um, but they were exploring other options to get more fans, and I think you have the uh, the official story on that. Yes, so the Rays are kind of looking at uh, the possibility of becoming a two-city team where they play early season games in Tampa Bay, and their later season games are being played in Montreal, Quebec, which is in Canada. And um, this hasn't been done since 2003 when uh, the Montreal Expos, they would play some games in uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico. But they were doing that because the team was already in the process of moving from Quebec to Washington, D.C. to become the Nationals. Um, that was That was a temporary thing. That wasn't supposed to be like a permanent thing. But for right now, like the Rays are trying to do that as like 
a permanent option. Not not a permanent option, but like for the time being, that's what they're trying to do. I don't really like that. I don't think I don't think it would work the way they want it to. Um, I think you may as well just stay in one city. I mean, I don't. It doesn't make. It's not fair to the players because the players have to travel enough. They have to travel for half their games every year already. So you're going to make them do more traveling just to just to play half their home games. Yeah, to me, I don't like it. And now, if it was a location closer to Tampa Bay, maybe I'd think about it. But you want to play? You want a Tampa Bay team? Tampa Bay, Florida. You want them to go play in Quebec? Why? For what reason? Why would you want them to go play in Quebec? I mean, here's the ironic part. The whole reason why the Expos moved to Washington, D.C. is because there were attendance issues. So, like... And they were from Quebec, right? Yeah, they were from Montreal. So they want to put a team... Do they think... I think combining two attendance, low attendance cities is going to make them like an average market. <laughs> no, it just makes two small markets. It turns one small. They may market as well into just stay. They may as well just stay around well, Florida. It's funny you say that because, um, all right. So for starters, the Rays they they go by the Tampa Bay Rays, but they don't actually play in Tampa Bay. They play in Saint Petersburg, which is kind of close, right. but it's again, it's in a really inconvenient location. So, um, Tropicana Field is owned by the city of St. Petersburg, and their mm-hmm. lease, the Rays' lease with Tropicana Field, runs through the 2027 season, which is which I believe they like, just renewed like a couple years ago. So, they're they're tied into Tropicana until 2027 because so eight more years. St. Petersburg Mayor Rick Kreisman, he had he's not even considering canceling or altering the lease in order for them to move to Montreal or even play games in Montreal. So this idea, this can't even go until 2028. Yeah. But even if they, even if like the mayor decides to, you know, give this a chance, this is just a logistical nightmare waiting to happen. I, you just look at it logically. You can't get much farther from Quebec than Florida. In terms of the U.S., so I don't like this at all. If they were thinking about playing games in a different venue in Florida, maybe, maybe I'd be okay with that. I probably would be okay with that, be honest. But you want to you want to put a Tampa Bay team in Quebec for half the year? That doesn't make sense. I mean, if you got to relocate the team. There are different areas, if even if you want to stay on the East Coast, there are places on the East Coast that are, you know, they'd want, they'd probably benefit. Honestly, man, Carolina, Carolina, Carolinas. Charlotte is perfect. If you want to move it there, because, you know, sports fans, they would want a baseball team there. They actually care about their sports. So you'd actually be getting Tampa good attendance. Nobody cares about sports in Tampa Bay, man. I mean, yeah, they just... 
Charlotte would be good. Charlotte deserves a baseball team. I can for sure. move the race to Charlotte. There you go. I would I would do that. I would think about that. I know like some other places have been thrown around were like um Las Vegas, Portland, mm. Oregon. I could see Portland's getting a team, but Portland, I Oregon. I don't, I don't think know. they would because the thirty team system for MLB works really well. They wouldn't need to do an expansion. It's not like the NBA where like thirty teams but it's two conferences and that's it really. I don't know. Portland is really bad weather as well. That's true. That I mean, Seattle is just above it, and it's not like Seattle is. Yeah, that's true. The Mariners do fine. So, um, I don't know. If you want to keep it with the whole AL East, move them to Charlotte, and there you go. That's perfect. Um, yeah. I'm sure Charlotte would be willing to subsidize a stadium. That's a big issue that's been going on with Tampa. They wanted to move to Tampa. But, you know, Tampa Bay didn't want to pay for a stadium. The owner didn't want to privately fund a stadium. So you see where the mm. issue is. Greed. <laughs> Greed is the issue. Stadiums are expensive, man. Yeah, but man, I would pay I pay a lot just to get out of Tropicana, man. You see, I it depends on if uh, the owner thinks so, because he's the one with the billions of dollars. We're just two college kids with a podcast. That's also that's also true. That's good, true statements. We only say true statements, only facts. Yep. Never lies. No lies. Don't, don't go back and listen to old shows, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't call us out on this, please. We only uh, if we if we say something wrong, uh, we've been hacked. It was autocorrect. Yeah, um, it was an imposter. Yeah, I, I was I was taken away by aliens and replaced with a clone, and he was the one that was wrong. I've been but if, if I if I've ever said anything wrong or told a lie, I've been held at gunpoint with my family at ransom. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. exactly it. Hmm? That's exactly it. Or it's just edited. Yeah, someone took it and edited it. We're that's we're it. never wrong. We've never been wrong before ever. Not ever. It's never happened. Exactly. <laughs> It's, it, I think we're done with this bit. Yeah, no. right. <laughs> I think we, let's just stop this episode before we get even more Trumpy. Yeah, um, right. Thank you for listening to episode 45 of I'm Walking Here. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Ian M. Cusick, spelled C-U-S-I-C-K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at It's Briz, I-T-S-B-R-I-Z-Z. And that will do it. Thank you for listening and have a good day.